Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Hey, Toad's in here with uh, Matt Stell. What's up? How are you today? I could not be better. Why? I had the best flight of my life today, this morning. Sleep? No, I, I slept some. It was in and out. It was on one of the new like seven thirty seven maxes, which I'm I'm like a bigger person, so like music, like room on a plane is a big deal to me. Right. And I was like, I had a I had like a primo a a uh, boarding pass. Got plenty of room. Got some reading done. Got a little bit of emailing done. Landed here with plenty of time. My 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 buddy Joe, the bass player is like favorite place in the world to eat is here so we went for breakfast for steak and eggs there and it Where's was that really at? good he loves the, the it's in the mgm grand i can't remember the name of it but uh he was here uh i guess for uh, uh acms uh, right. uh not too long ago and he would not shut up about this place and I was, was like, it all that it was good it was good was it, it was like, like a cafe or was it like a <laughs> you'll get me to line i don't it, it was like right when you walk into mgm grand it's like if you just keep walking straight back it's i think it starts with an a it's like a little cafe restaurant type of thing and dude it's like in the middle of it's an open area right like, like if you're sitting out there you can see the casino and everything like that man i think there's some of that where we were wasn't but uh so let me start with an a or something i probably had the uh uh i ate there and had a, um, a chicken salad sandwich and it's probably the best chicken salad sandwich i've man. ever had man my my ribeye and over hard eggs were fantastic this Perfect, morning. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're just riding high. We've been taking care of great. I've had the, the two best Uber experiences I've ever had today. <laughs> the first one was from like the airport to the MGM or whatever. And it was this lady who was like, uh, it was such a long story, but the juiciest part of the story was she was like former five time uh, title holder of some kind of like stripper Olympics or something. <laughs> And she was like working for, working for Larry Flint around here booking talent. And she's like, she basically just, she was like, I just basically take herd cats or something like that. And then she was talking about jumping off stage at, at this girl and getting at this big fight. And then, wow, yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. And all I get is like the Uber trip in Nashville. I find out that I'm in a country world and the. My driver's the guitar player for Bayside. That's what I get, and you get stripper. I, I get five times like it, it, like it, like runner up to Miss Black Stripper Southwest, <laughs> and all like I'm telling, I'm I'm not kidding one bit. Like I mean, I got the title wrong, but uh, it was fantastic. Like in Nashville, when you get an Uber, it's like you you know you basically just want to ask what the name of their EP is because sure. that's what that's well, what they probably already hand it to you exactly. Time, right? And hey, you know, good on them, man. I, the 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 game is. The it's, game is tough, so anything that works. It's crazy to think how many people drive Uber. I mean, all walks of life. Like, we go there, and we don't have a car, so every trip we mm-hmm. take everywhere is an Uber, and, and I always ask what they do. And, like, literally the last one I had was a guitar player from Bayside. I'm a fan of Bayside. Yeah, was, for sure. Like, yeah, I've been to Vegas ma- many times, and I was like, dude, this is weird. Like, you Totally, man. And, and, you know, a lot of people, like today, I, I met a, the, the second Uber ride that I had that was really, the guy was really cool. He said he's going to come tonight. And he said he, he was from Denver, but it was too expensive to retire out there, so he moved here to retire. And uh, I was driving some Uber. I, I was like, this looks expensive to me. But, uh. Dude, you know what? I had, um, when we went to the airport, I had the Uber driver. He pulled up this thing. We were talking about how much money they make and how, like, when they balloon the payment out, I, I surge, surge uh-huh. pricing. So, like, a trip to the airport, how much money they don't make shit i thought they made a lot more money because mm-hmm. when you look at it you you hear they made like 75 percent, but the driver doesn't get to see what we pay 
Right. They don't get to see that side. So I paid, I want to say like 21 bucks to get to the airport and he only made like $9 off of that. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that sucks. Yeah. It's probably only worth the gas. Yeah, I'm telling you, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. Dude, so where are you from originally? I was born in central Arkansas. I was born in uh, Clinton, Clinton, Arkansas. I'm from I'm from there. I also grew up on the Florida Gulf Coast. So you're a college football fan? Oh yeah. You're a Razorbacks yeah. fan? Yeah, I am. So you're like born with it there, man. You don't have right. a choice. If I had a choice, I might not be. But right, it's it's hard, man. It's hard times on the hill right now. But it, you know what? One of my really good friends moved back there, and she's a, I always call it Arkansas, and all she ever says is pig suey. That's all she ever <laughs> says. I'm a Nebraska fan, so it's kind of well, like. Man, we're all trying to get back to the glory days. Y'all's glory days were like 90s. better than ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way back in the '90s. But I don't know. We, we, I think we'll be all right here in the next few years. Oh, for sure. We got a good coach back. Okay, so Arkansas, and then what? You said, yeah. So I was born in Arkansas, and then uh, I moved to Florida with my mom, and we lived there about ten years. But I was always coming back for Christmases and and summers and spring breaks back to Arkansas. So um, I claim, you know, if I always ask me where I'm from, and I don't want to give them the, you know, the long story. Oh yeah, if I don't want to unpack everything, I just say I'm from Arkansas. So. And then uh, what you you live in Nashville now? I do. Yeah. When, when did you Nashville. move there? I moved to Nashville going on five years ago. Um, before then, I was spending a lot of time in a van and trailer uh, yeah. all over Texas and Oklahoma, mainly in Arkansas and Missouri and uh, Louisiana, just kind of the the mid south there. Is that the easiest place you think to get started doing what you're doing? Or I mean, it's it's much more. You know, none of none of it's easy, but it's it's like there's just more than there's many paths up the mountain so the texas model which i've kind of fell in love with that was the first music that ever hit me that i was like oh man it's the first time i ever realized that people made songs up i just thought songs were just there i guess no one ever you know you don't really think about that and then i was like wow these people write their own music and then i got to write my own music and then i had a little success doing that there and was touring around and that was cool um Who, who did you like from that scene like what, what guys did you play with there? Oh, man. You know, I played a bunch with, uh, for a while, Casey Donahue's, like, crew was managing me, and they were great to me. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, a lot of the stuff coming out of there from, like, you know, from from Hayes Carl and Stoney LaRue and, and Charlie Robinson. And I mean, you can just kind of go down. Those. Cody Johnson's killing it right now. He's doing a great I love what he does. Um, uh, there, I mean, there's just good stuff. There's there, it's, It has such an independent streak that um, – for better or for worse you know sometimes sometimes it's celebrated just because it's different which isn't always my thing but there's some music that come out of, that comes out of there that's like indie country it's much more like a rock and roll thing you know it's like an indie band here's an indie band and you're sure driving around trying to sell cds or, or downloads or streams or whatever out of the back of your van and so cody played here in uh um he plays at the south point during the rodeo a lot uh-huh. and, uh, his camp came in and um I approached them about playing here. Actually, they approached me first, and then like two years ago, and then last year, this past year, we just booked them in here and did a door deal with them. And um, it's amazing. I just talked to their camp like last week about getting them back out here again. And they're like, "Yeah, we need a bigger venue." Yeah, they're killing it. Sucks, dude. Now (laughs) that he's got like went to radio, his sitting down with him, kind of like his philosophy behind it all is, I think what what every every country artist should do is just keep to yourself and keep to your roots and do what you love and it's very true and and i mean i would even expand it and say you know just like any artist can 
we live in a day and time where uh, technology has been so disruptive that it's democratized a lot of sure. what used to be gatekeeping stuff. And there's two, you know, the good part of that is, is you can expose people to your music. The The bad part of it is, is that those gatekeepers did keep a, did keep a lot of trash from, you know, right. like you'd have to sort through as much, not necessarily trash, that's a little harsh, but music that's maybe not ready yet, let's put it that way. And, uh, but now... It's probably the best time ever to be a music fan, and it's probably um, in a lot of, you know, the business model is what it is, but it's also not a bad time to be no. a creative person because you can, I mean, you can do it. You can you hop. Can, you can put stuff out there, and people, people right. they search for it now. That's right, and and there are people that actively search for music in, in you know, uh, it's it's a special time, and and you have all the music that you ever want at your fingertips. Sure, you know, I mean, I, I think it's neat that you you can go to these platforms like Spotify, and um, even iTunes does it. If you like this, you'll you'll like that sort of thing. Yeah. you can listen to an artist, and all of a sudden they'll just start playing some sort of a curated list that's just pretty rad totally and, and you know that's the thing like you know sometimes I, like we, I can't remember what we were but we were driving for somewhere and my phone disconnected from the radio and we were all in it just happened to be on this classic country station and we just left it on there I mean I guess I could go type in classic country but on my Spotify or whatever but there's something about a curated curated music that's still interesting to me where I don't have to be searching and finding exactly sure. what I want. I just kind of let it wash over me. And there's something fun about that. So, you know, now we're getting even the, the, the algorithms that control that and also human beings that program that stuff um, are making it just a really interesting world to be an artist right now. Yeah, and there's, I mean, you can, we just we just went and took a trip to uh, Austin, actually, to, sorry, not Austin, Fort Worth uh, last month and went to go to, Cody Jinx's loud and yeah. heavy fest, and yeah. I mean the lineup there was definitely loud, and some of it was heavy. But it's <laughs> kind of like the idea of it all to see what his first outdoor event and just right. what he drew and the music and Whiskey Myers playing there, mm -hmm. and uh, it was that was I mean that's that's pure that gave me an insight to what's really going on in Texas because I'd never seen such a thing before. I would go there to watch football games, but never stepped right. out to the to the music world. But now it's kind of like you go to Nashville, you can see anything on Broadway, which reminds me of the strip here yeah. you can get a little taste of everything you have to like step outside of that to go find some some really cool stuff and i do i listen to new boots like crazy i listen to wild country like crazy yeah. and i, I just kind of that's where we find a lot of our new music that's i do mm -hmm. i found kane brown online two years ago he played here for um new year's uh this this new year's will be three years that he had he had been here and it's kind of oh. like to watch the growth from something that was internet-based to something grow the way it does. Totally. We were talking before about an artist like Austin Burke who did something like that. I mean, he's finally getting a song to radio now. Same with Russell. It's the same thing. It's kind of like you sit back and watch these guys grow mm -hmm. and live in their van and, and work yeah. their ass off. I mean... I mean, it, it. Nothing about it's easy, but nobody's just doing this because it's easy. You know what I mean? It's, dude, it's fun. It's, it's there's that's the best. I mean, even when it sucks, it's the best. I, I dude, mean, I mean, you love music. You're writing your own music. You're playing your own music, and you're getting paid to do it. If I'm not on the road, I am back in Nashville being creative with some people trying to write a song most days. So I mean, I really. I'm very lucky and blessed to be able to do that kind of thing. It's it's the best gig ever, and then get to you know hop on a plane or a van in a van in or Vegas, and then come to Vegas, bright lights, right. big city, right? And get the best breakfast you've ever had. You met some cool Uber drivers oh. and get to play Stonies. I I mean you kind of feel you kind of 
that's kind of win place show right there. Isn't it? <laughs> oh wait, so we're show now? Uh, no, 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 in the opposite <laughs> order. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny, dude. So like, uh, prayed for you. Let's t- let's talk about this. Yeah, where where did it come from? Yeah, so um, prayed for you. I wrote with my my manager and publisher Ash Bowers, uh, and also one of my good friends and and fantastic writer Allison Belt, and um, Ash and I were in the office and we were waiting on Allison to get there because she's late occasionally and uh she and said she, she and late yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and uh and she called she said hey I'm running a little bit late but I think I have a great idea and we were like okay cool and she came and she basically had I prayed for you and basically the end of it more than I could fathom didn't know you from Adam but I prayed for you she had just met who w- turned out to be her husband uh like a week or couple weeks or a month maybe before then so the gen the seed of the song was really her coming in and her experience but then you know i've been in a relationship for a few years now and uh ash is married with kids and so we we all kind of kind of drew from our experiences to kind of build that song and of course you know we kind of did it with with me singing it in mind so the protagonist is like the first lines of the song ended about you know never been one to ask for help need a mountain move you know it's like i'm not I'm not that guy. Like I'm not a. I'm not the the Bible thumper kind. I'm not the. I'm not that person. But when things go right in your life, you know, like me, not only with you know great relationship, but then also what we just talked about with music, it's kind of hard not to be thankful sure. for that. And so that song kind of, um, that's that's where it kind of grew from there. And um, yeah, it was a really great experience. And and we sort of knew right off the bat that that we had something that we could be proud of pretty neat I, I i ride dirt bikes for a living uh, not for a living might as well be my living i do uh-huh. it for fun sure it's like it's like my outlet a lot of people go to the gym uh-huh i ride my dirt bike but when i'm riding and i have a good day is there a better place to ride a dirt bike than las vegas there there is because if you go into the mountains of california it's fucking beautiful there really it is it is but here it's like i live at the edge of the city it's dirt i mean yeah. but after it rains it's green but i'll be riding and there's times when i get sketch and I talked to the man of above, uh-huh. and then there's times when I get done. I'm like, dude, that was like the best. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we we all we all have our own way of doing it. Um, I sent this song. I think I heard it first on New, New Boots, and I sent it to Heather because when I met her a couple years ago, um, her mom would always tell me that this is what she would do every night: is that she would just pray for something in her life to come together because mm-hmm. she was in a bad relationship. Sure, and and it's just kind of funny that tonight it's her birthday the reason why i couldn't say that because uh she'll hear this later but for the last month i've been planning her birthday well when we booked you she like was fucking livid she's like how do you how do you do this on my birthday dude like that's so because she'll listen to the song cry like i mean it hits hits home that's special that's great it's neat so like i have this big thing like her her mom said she can't make it tonight for dinner so she took her to lunch today but we're all meeting at seven o'clock tonight, right around the corner here, and uh, eighteen of her friends and family are all showing up. She oh, has that's no fantastic. no idea, but it's kind of like she's like, "Well, I'm going to pick up Alyssa. We'll come down. Do you think maybe he could sing that sound check?" I said, "I'm, I'm sure, sure. It's probably not an issue. They probably do it anyway." But I appreciate yeah. you doing that, and she did more than anything. Like, well, it was like good good timing there. 
Well, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to do it. You know, that's the whole, that's the whole point of all this is connecting with people on, on that kind of level, you know, because yeah. we, we, everybody's been there. Everybody's, everybody knows what it's like to want something. And, you know, some, you know, when you just, everybody knows what it's like to feel fortunate when you get it, sure. and whether it's a relationship or whether it's, you know, some time to yourself or yeah. whether, you know, it's, it, you know, that song in particular is about sort of a relationship, but you can extrapolate that out to just, a, it, you know, it goes just towards life. anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I'm 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 glad it means something to to Heather and to y'all. That's right. Uh, what's next for you? Like, are you, are you still writing? You have another single? Oh, every day, right man. After this? Yeah, yeah. We've got we've got stuff in the pipe. We're just chomping at the bit. Um, Pray for you has kind of been a it, it's kind of been a little bit of a game changer for me. Um, just in terms of like scale of things, and you know, with the videos and stuff with the Chrisleys and wanting to be involved, and um, you know, so we're still kind of riding this wave, and and will, and we're gonna get back in the studio uh, in the next month or ish or so we got a new batch of songs that uh that i can't wait to record that's like my favorite time you know you like the studio the best i love yeah i love the creative process it's probably i would i mean i i love playing live too so i can't say i, I don't know which one i like better but i love the idea of having an idea fleshing it out whether it was myself or just with other writers and then us going in the studio and uh you know adding to you know make one plus one equal three you know you, right. you walk into that day and and if you really if you think about it you're walking in and you're just putting ones and zeros in a, in an order that's yeah. all you know that's what it comes down to at the end of the day binary stuff. exactly it's uh-huh. just it's like that's all you're doing it just you there's so much there's so much meaning crammed into how the order of the ones and zeros so um i don't know i that's magic to me i love it and yeah, it's just more ways to be creative are you an album guy or a singles guy it depends, man. It depends on the band. Depends on the, you know. It's like necessity is the mother of invention. So nowadays, uh, especially when music can be playlisted the way it is, singles make more sense for sure. a lot of people. That being said, there are some records like James McMurtry. Let's say it's my like one of my favorites. So I can put on his record, one of his like complicated game or whatever. It's like my favorite. I can listen to it front to back. I can do it with Isbel. I can do it with uh, fill in the blank. Like those guys that like just hit me hard and i love that sure but at the same time people don't consume music the same way that i do most people don't i mean some people do but most don't so i i, I don't think there's a right or wrong way um just been I, in a sense like what I, I what you foresee in your future i i have a i don't i listen to everything mm-hmm. mu- mu- music wise and uh there's a band biffy clyro I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of them before. No. Dude, uh, two of the guys are brothers. So, I mean, there's just this... T- they, they put out a double album. Like, literally, went to uh, um, Santa Monica, lived there for, like I think, like three, four months, and put out a, wow. a double album. I just sit... Well, and for me, uh, I press play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listen to the whole damn thing. Right. It's like 30-something songs. And mm-hmm. I love it because these, these guys took the time, and they're great musicians. But then I'm also the guy that goes out, and if I listen to a song like... Um, Dylan Snyder's got a single, but I'll listen to eight songs of his. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can find. Same thing with all these new guys. Kel Dodds. I do the same thing with your yeah. stuff. I just like to go out and find sure. it and, and listen. And I think that's what a lot of people do these days. They hear the one song, if it's something that piques their interest, they'll go chase it down and they'll go they'll go find more. And yeah. dude, 
with the Spotify's of the world, you're you're allowed to do that now. Totally, and and you know it's like it's it's almost like now you know it's always been that way. Like the whole point of the single was to to hook you in, and then you know okay, let's go see the show. Okay, let's see what other music they have to offer. And um, I the model we've sort of embraced has been EPs. So we released because I I never one thing I don't always like is when I find a song I love and I go to cl- and I click on the artist like let's say on Spotify and I look and the only thing that they've released is that one single right. and I'm like no I want to hear like sure I want to hear at least like four or five other songs that represent this idea you know yeah. I'm just or I'm disappointed when I don't yeah. so I I mean I won't say what I always will or always want you know cuz market determines a lot of those things honestly it does but I love I love listening to albums uh EPs. I, I'm always the kind that that presses play on the album um, more so than I do just go through the the singles. Yeah. If, um, if um, I'm exactly like you, uh, Mike Vinart's a guy I've been following forever. He just released something this morning. I got a download because I I pre-ordered it probably like mm-hmm. four months ago, and it just got released this morning. I download the whole thing, throw it in my iTunes, press play, and start doing my morning email. And I'll listen to the whole thing two or three times, and then. From there, I'll figure out what I really like, and I'll add that to my phone, if not the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I think that that's you're right. There's there's artists out there that have the one single, and that's it. And you go like, uh, you starve for it in a sense because mm-hmm. you like them enough to go follow them, go chase them down, and go look. And it is it's I never thought of it that way as a as a disappointment, but it is. Mm-hmm. It totally is. Well, it's like it's it's like the difference between when you love a TV show. And they give you one show a week, yeah. and you know why they're doing it because you you know you're gonna go and watch any chance you get. But also Crap. when certain people like yeah, when certain people drop a you know whatever the television show is that you love and you get it all at once, you just binge on it. Sure. You know what I mean? I like to binge listen for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I never put the two together. That's a great analogy though. I've never done that. But you, I don't. But you know what's coming with TV, like every week when mm-hmm. they do a show, and you hate the season finale, and you got to wait another nine right. months for another damn right. show. Right, right, or like you know, if you're a games of, a Game of Thrones person, you got to wait, you know, what is it, like two years. This <laughs> 14, is the last, time. yeah, something like that. Yeah, or however many months. Yeah, several. So, so you're gonna head back to Nashville after after mm-hmm. this. How long are you in town for? Just tonight? Just tonight. I leave tomorrow, and I've actually got a. The guys are going back uh, to Nashville. I've got actually. I'm flying into Little Rock, and I've got some just stuff I got to do. Sweet. And uh, I get to visit the family. That'll be good. And uh, and then I'll head back to Nashville probably midweek, and then we'll take out and go to go to Arlington, Texas, and then to Little Rock, and then. Uh, to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, on a big run with Corey Smith uh, up through the Upper Midwest, and you toured with him before. So uh, I played some. I played a couple of dates with with him, um, a, like a month or so ago. He, he I want to say he played here about a year and a half ago, and uh, he brought some little guy named Luke Combs with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. It was it was. Uh, I I want to say the camp. Like I don't want to say they begged us to throw Luke on, but we only paid him five hundred bucks. And um, I can tell you that it was Corey's never really played the West Coast too too much, which mm-hmm. is a bummer because he's 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 a good dude. But it was kind of like everyone came here to see Luke because he had um, Hurricane just came out on the highway. Oh wow! Just, see, had just come out, and it was kind of like these the people that were here were here for that. It was kind of nuts to watch him just explode. I wish we could still afford that. Man, yeah, no kidding. I was, I mean, a lot of artists come through here and they say, man, we're going to remember you when, but then when it comes time, it's kind of like, dude, remember us? Yeah, we can't, <laughs> we can't afford to play there anymore. Well, 
I know there's a lot of people that can't wait to get on that stage, man. Y'all run a first class operation around we, here. We we appreciate that more than yeah. you might know, man. I, I'm telling you, we just just show up and everything's there and ready to go, and the place looks awesome and it sounds great. The floor was dirty though. Yeah, floor was that. dirty. The floor <laughs> four stars. Four stars, dude. Come on, man. Give us a five. Give us a five. So, uh, I'm trying to think, what else? What was the last job that you had? Like last real job? Oh man. I've done some, uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to even when I was in Texas and stuff, like I say Texas, it wasn't just there, but it's that music scene, um, to primarily do that, uh, to make money. But I've also, I'm an adjunct. I still do this. Uh, I'm an adjunct instructor at a junior college in Nashville. It's adjunct. Well, like I teach like two classes a semester at most. Okay. And they're like, but they're, they're, have you ever taken like a hybrid or online class like in, in college? Sure. And so I, I administrate these classes and then I go and they meet like twice a. Are they music classes? A, no, they're not. They're community. So I, I got my master's in communication when I was learning, when I was just wanted to play music, but it was just awful and right. so needed to get better <laughs> before and you grew up <laughs> before I, yeah so it's like i knew that it wasn't i probably shouldn't just jump in head first right then but at the same time i could go to grad school and um i got like a, a ta position so it was like free basically and and the, they, it's just different time demands so i could go to school in the morning and teach in the morning go in the evening and then and then i'd have my week and nights and weekends to to play and that was in fayetteville uh, at the time um so I've, d- I've done that i've driven uber before um, uh, my dad and I deal in, uh, when he, he, he passed away this year, but we deal in, um, some used cars and stuff like that. Um, like the buying and selling. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So he has some collector cars and stuff. I'm actually, um, I know Barrett Jackson's going to be here in town like next week or something, but I'm actually sending a couple cars to the Scottsdale Barrett Jackson in, uh, oh, cool in January. Yeah. I won a car he bought from there. So it'd be cool to go. Those back. are fun to go. I went, Oh man. So it's crazy. I went, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago to Barrett when it's here at Mandalay with one of my, well, my best friend is uh, a Porsche um, guy. Like he's, oh wow, dude. In his stories, in a nutshell, he started out mopping floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's a three-time master mechanic. Owns his own shop. Oh wow! He, some of the big wigs at some of these yeah. hotels bring him in when they want to buy cars, and so I got the badge and I got to sit up where uh-huh. the rich people sit and um, and go to the back and look at these cars. And these these rich dudes were like, "Dude, tell me about this car." And he would just go look at him, go, "You want to buy that? It's got this done, this done, this." And yeah. they go to the next one, and mm-hmm. they use him for that, like to 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 learn. And mm-hmm. dude, those cars, like some of them are just beautiful. I mean, I'm the I'm a Volkswagen guy, mm-hmm. so I like uh, buy buy and sell Volkswagens. That's yeah. Some old. I've had a '63 uh, ragtop. I've had a a '62 uh, Squareback, and then now I'm on R32s, like the newer ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I'm. But I can't. I go look at some of these cars, and they're like worth more than my house. It's insane, and and they're just they're works of art, man. They are. They're, there's just there's something about the way a machine works, and it's like there's something about that it works. It's like a you know if it, it's I, I'm sure it's the same way people really into watches. It's like that that they're just way bigger. Um, I, I don't same know. amount of money too. Sometimes yeah, yeah. Those watches right. Are no kidding. No What's your kidding. favorite car in the collection that, that you guys have gone through? Uh, oh man, he. Uh, so there's probably two. One my brother's keeping. It's a. It's a. Um, one is an '85 Scottsdale pickup. But my dad, when he was uh, back in the '80s, he he was uh, selling cars at a Chevrolet dealership, and he sold 
this particular truck to a guy, but uh, so he sold it off. It's a car. It's a truck that he sold to a guy from but, the lot. From the lot, but it was his demo truck, and he took my stepmom out and like one of their first dates in it. And so my dad bought that truck back from the same guy that had it. He had two hundred thousand miles on it. And he just it was fully restored, and it it's it was awesome. What so is th- that? What's that? What what was the truck? What oh, year? it's an '85 Scottsdale. Oh, so it's it like one. a that's one like of brothers. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like a four wheel drive, like a half cab. It's it's black. It's awesome. And then probably the other is the one he bought at Barrett Jackson in 2015. It's a '64 Galaxy 500 XL with a 429 in it, and it I mean it's so it is so cool. I you mean, you still have that one? Yep. Yeah. That's it, until until January, we're gonna put it on the. Let it roll across the Barrett Jackson block again. What are you hoping to and, get for uh, it, man? Who knows? Who knows? It, it, the you know he would he, the, hopefully the market will be stronger you know now than it was um, than it was when he bought it, so it'll appreciate. But the thing about the Barrett Jackson auctions is they they take a premium both ways, from right. what I understand. So there's no way the car appreciates twenty percent, you know. So it's like you know you get a hundred and fifty out of it, it would be. Be worth it. Be, yeah, I mean, yeah. It would Are you allowed be. to say no? Like if someone says 100 and that's what it stops, or you have to go to your reserve, right? Yeah, it's, it's, at most anything that sells out there sells no reserve. Some people have reserves, but are, paradoxically, a reserve price isn't always... Um, a reserve price can do more to hurt you because of the anchoring effect that that happens. So if you, if you say, I'm taking this much for it, that you're basically setting the market, whereas it, it, a reserve, like a no reserve uh, auction, a lot yeah, and it seems like you know there's obviously risk involved there, but but typically that anchoring effect is something that, that's proven that Thomas and or uh, uh, Tversky and Kahneman discovered a long time ago. Dude, they're they're doing something right. Dude. Mean, they're still around. They're doing what, like four of them just on the west coast a year. Yeah, they do. They do. They, you know, they got Vegas and Palm with well, the East Coast. Vegas, Palm Beach. They got a northeast one that's like at Mohegan Sun, and then but they have one in California too. This one, I think they have one in California, and then they've got the Scottsdale one. So, um, it's it's just a spectacle to go. I mean, if you yeah. if you're into cars and it, it, at all, I mean, you just I watch it on TV for a while. And then yeah. When when Todd called me, it's like, dude, you want to go? And it was on like a Saturday or something. Uh-huh. Like that. I'm like, dude, let's do it. And I went there and I I think I sat there in awe. Just yeah. It wasn't super busy, but mm-hmm. there's when you went in the back, there was a lot of cars. Oh, I mean, man. a lot of cars. And you just, I'm like, how do you how do you how do, they, how do they do that? And, these, and they run them through TV shows and the people on, yeah. on, at home bidding on them. Yeah. And, and the book that they had was crazy of all the cars in them. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, I was just in awe of just the whole process of how the cars came across and the people and their white gloves and how these people know this this much about cars mm-hmm. and what they want. And Yeah. Yeah, and this is probably the right town to do it in because a lot of money here. Yeah, yeah, and I can just pretty much watch anybody do anything that they care about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can watch a documentary like on on some old man making sushi in Japan. Like I <laughs> I, 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 I anybody I probably that, watch that too. <laughs> yeah, Hero dreams of sushi. Jiro, I don't even have to say it. All I know is that dude cares more about sushi than most people care about anything. Yeah. And and because they're passionate about it, it makes me passionate about it. I have, and same thing with cars. Right? Dude, Netflix has a new one on. It's called The Pizza Show. Yeah, and yeah, um, there's a couple dudes from New York that get together and they and they go and they try this pizza and they were like, dude, is really is Italy the best place for pizza? Mm-hmm. And they go to this these hole in the wall places and then they go back to New York and you know what's better is it thick crust thin crust? But they and then every year here there's a pizza convention here, and uh, we course. were gonna go last of year, but there is. didn't go. But they sell everything like um, 
from the stone ovens, you know, down yeah. to whatever. But and everybody that has anything to do with pizza is here. Wow. I'm not saying I love pizza, but I love pizza. But <laughs> the show, I mean, you see the passion in it and like what they're yeah. doing and like what they're what what. Um, my favorite p- pizza place in the in the United States is in Denver. Uh, it's a place called Benny Blanco's, and it's probably about twice the size of this room right here. You can't eat there unless you stand up. Yeah, it's in right next to a wax tracks to buy vinyl. So my stop is a uh-huh. my buddy Nick picks me up. I go get an album and I get slicing an EP. That's Love it, dude. It. LP, bro. dude. I buy a lot of vinyl now. That's like another yeah. weakness of mine. Is hey, super fun though. Oh, for sure. And you got something tangible. You know, yeah. something I miss. Uh, you know, actually physically having something instead of just you know the. At, it, don't get me wrong. I love. I wouldn't go back to just only being able to have music by buying it right. in CD form because. Well, I say that and be a lot better for my career. But uh, <laughs> man, those people in the '90s, like, made so much money. And even the even like songwriters who just got cuts, like album cuts on. If you get an album cut on Garth money. Brooks, yep. on No Fences or something like that, you're still cashing checks for yeah. that. And, you know, obviously the the model hasn't quite caught up to the um, to the reality of the disruptive technology like it never does. But in this particular case, just plug in the Music Modernization Act, which we need to pass, um, isn't even all that great a deal for songwriters, but it's a lot better. It's and money. It's money, and it's like a 40% bump, and, you know, it's just, it's really not... If you ask me, like, there's certain songs that mean more to me than a lot of things in the world. I think most people are like that. So the fact that the people that create those aren't entitled to make, you know, at least a, a like a living doing it, sure. you know, is clearly the, it's the incentive structure is not uh, what it needs to be. So I watched. Uh, my um, opinion. I record Fallon every night because there's always good music on there. Uh-huh. And um, last night Carrie Underwood was on there. Yeah. And I watched it this morning, and she, uh, Jimmy Fallon, opened up her album. It was Pink. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Whatever, you open it up. It's got every lyric to every song. Oh, inside. I love that! Yeah, and I was like, holy shit! I can't remember the last time I saw that. Right, and right. I was super happy because right now, I mean, you just go on your phone and you type in the name of the song, and there's like 70 websites that'll tell you the lyrics to it. Right. But it's kind of neat that. And mm-hmm. she talked about it. She's like, I remember the days when I used to do this, yeah. and that was kind of the. I hope it goes back. I mean, I think that's why I buy... I mean, I've, I'm from an era of my mom would put an 8-track in. I'd listen to Freddie Fender from here to uh, um, Newport Beach, and that's what we'd listen yeah. to the whole way there. And yeah. you get into tapes, and I used to interview bands in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and I used to always ask them what they thought about the digital world, and is an MP3 going to change, you know, change how people think? Because what happened to the mixtape? They're just gone. You know, it's kind of like um, I always relive. There's an artist by the name of Butch Walker that has a song called Mixtape on it, and that's how he would get mm-hmm. late all the time. Is he would make these mixtapes for these chicks, yeah. and be like, and that was his in, right? But now it's like, how do you do that? You yeah, know. I mean, you make a playlist, I suppose, but it it's still not. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's so easy to do now that it's almost like it's not. It's not a gesture anymore, really, the right. way that it was to like dub a dub a mixtape. Yeah, you know, you know it's funny. Uh, a couple years ago, I talked to a girl that in high school that she said she still had a tape. And yeah. It was like one of my sister's friends. It wasn't a romantic thing. It was just like, dude, I still have one of your tapes. I'm like, yeah. I want to fucking listen to that thing because I want to hear what I was into back then. Right, 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 right. No, I, I remember my big tape. sister had the you know the tape the double tape deck, and she would just record songs off yes. the radio. When, yes. You know, and we some song that we love. I remember sitting around the radio, just couldn't wait to hear, you know whatever song it was at the time Bubba shot the jukebox just had to hear it again or whatever and how pissed uh, were you when the DJ talked over it oh man I was like bro <laughs> I believe that's why they probably did it up. because everyone was recording back then yeah probably probably so I mean 
it's just a different world and it's you know it's always going to be a different world though so i don't try to get too bummed out you know especially when it's like there's so much like there's so much awesome stuff yeah. right now like it's just so much it's so good you I, couldn't possibly listen to all the music and that you could touch right a time now. in the day yeah i was bummed because i mean we have country af and i've been listening to uh, to music and by the time Prayed For You gets to radio it, um, hopefully it's sooner than later mm-hmm. sort of thing but today I'm like um, long story short I was driving my neighbor's truck had to get something fixed in it I don't know how to work a stereo so I just put it on 95.5 which is the local yeah. s- station here and uh, I hear the DJ go oh brand new this is a brand new song by Jimmy Allen it's the <laughs> fucking best shot and I'm like dude like can't we move on to hey, Underdogs or something like that dude like, Underdogs is my favorite song on that <laughs> on that project um, yeah. that's you, a Jonathan Singleton wrote on that and, and Ash I think yeah. they wrote that yeah. it's a great tune and somebody else but I'm not sure it's a great tune I, I mean, love that song dude he's just um, we went back for the honors awards and he was sitting in front of me at uh, the honors awards and we always joke because he always says he's the other black guy but, uh, they <laughs> yeah. did this whole <laughs> I think I told this story once before on here, but I'll do it one more time. They told the, they were they were uh, honoring Darius Rucker. Yeah. And right before Darius gets up and walks up to the thing, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, "Congratulations." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that dude. He's. <laughs> oh man. He's super Jimmy's fun. Great, dude. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good. He was just here Tuesday. Yeah, played man. over with uh, Russell. Yeah. Here in town. Nice. That's the, I think that's one of the neat things about here is like there's I don't say there's a lot of places to go, but if you ask me, there's only one place to be country in Vegas. And oh, I like that. Yeah. That's the it. place to be country in Vegas. Dude, we we are our tagline is where country lives in Las Vegas. I mean, we we live and breathe it. And we just had this someone come in uh, in a meeting yesterday, day before, and they were talking about how, you know, you know, back in the day you used to play like hip hop for the people that have like a freestyle. We don't even do that anymore. It's kind of like we want to, you might mm-hmm. hear something that crosses over into a dance, but it's right. a line dance. Everyone does it. Sure. We try and stay roots. Well, and country. you know, I would think, you know, just from an outsider looking in that the kind of, if you want that, if you want to hear a DJ, you can throw a dead cat and hit one in Las Vegas. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the people that come here are probably not looking for that you know because you can literally get it at brunch you yes. know what i'm saying absolutely so, you get it at the pool and it's nothing's <laughs> wrong nothing's wrong with that it's just different it's just different and i appreciate i mean there's creativity in that world too man for sure yeah. there's all those knobs and buttons and except for yeah. dj do that guy sucks <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay. he's all right he's all right dude how do people find you online man really easy just uh my name matt stell s-t-e-l-l uh, in a search will turn you up anything you need. Uh, mattstell.com. You can get me at Mattstell Music on Instagram. That's my primary platform. Uh, just Mattstell on Facebook. Uh, Mattstell Music on Twitter, but I'm probably only going to retweet sports stuff. And like, I'm the only person that I know, at least in my immediate friend group, that loves NBA basketball as much as I do. So it's like, it's a lot of like, like <laughs> I have this weird, this weird crossover between like, like country music and NBA Twitter on, on right. my, on my uh, stuff. Not. So, so uh, yeah, man, but you can find me any of those places uh, with a real easy search and uh, our calendar, you know, we'd like to get out and play a bunch. So uh, you can find us all over everywhere. What do you think of LeBron going to the Lakers? Man, I mean, he, he he took a ship back to back to Cleveland. It's hard to say too much, and you know, I hated the like I hated the decision to go to Miami. And just me personally, if I say like, let me preface that by saying LeBron James is the is the greatest superstar ambassador for a sport that we've ever had. And I have like 
I hope if I ever have kids that they turn out something like them. I hope somebody thinks I'm somehow like him because he's such a good person. Better than Michael Jordan? He, well, as a human being, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just the things he's done with his school and, and the only squabble, you know, the only only issues you're going to have with, with, uh, LeBron are going to be basketball related. Right. You, know, you know, he's married his high school sweetheart and they've got three kids. Like, you know, he just gives, opens a school, gives back to his community, cares about stuff. I mean, you tell me one athlete like in that high a profile that is like, Anyone, Perfect example. Just a great, like, just a great person. Uh, seemingly, I mean, you know, I don't, I've, I've met him like a couple of times, but I don't know him. Right. But anyway. Um, he's better than Tiger Woods? As a human being. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah, I just read that. Just that I just read that book, that Armageddon book, man. They Tiger, Tiger, Tiger went hard, man. Yeah, but hey, yeah, a lot of a lot, you find that there's, there's a correlation between greatness and that kind of thing, you know. So who knows? But it's that what do they call that? The uh, uh, the temptation side of life. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure, for sure. He 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 was uh, tempted. Uh, a lot, a lot, often, often, oft, often tempted. I mean, he couldn't walk into a Perkins <laughs> and not get tempted by the by the hostess, man. I, that's hey, that's kudos, cool. Kudos, good, to good that for guy. you, bro. Good I, for good. you, man. Dude, look at this. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. So we we say a lot of GFY around here. There's two options: good for you, and but read, read what the other one says. It's kind of small, but let's see. It says good for you. Oh, go. Go free yourself. yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. GFY, either one. Yeah, it's your, dude, it says on there it's your call. Yeah, really is. It's your call. It can, it can go either way. We'll be like that. Well, thanks for the time today, man. Oh, what a blast! Looking forward to tonight. Oh, it's going to be great. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. Voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. 